Hello and welcome everyone to the Startcast, the podcast presented to you by Press Start Australia. I am your host, Jake Barras, and this week I am joined by my fellow gamers, Brody. Hello. And James. Hey. How are we this week, lads? Anything exciting happened to you guys or just same old, same old? Same old for me. Yes. Oh, I feel like the same old. My kitchen flooded 30 minutes ago, but we're good otherwise. I love it how you go, same old. Yeah. My kitchen <laughs> no, I, I just thought about something did happen recently, but otherwise... Jeez, that's rough. Yeah. Well, it's all sorted. A lot of towels. Okay. Um, well, that's Yeah. Good. Was it a, a rain issue or was it a sink issue or... A plumbing issue. Uh, yeah. It's, it's good. at that point where everything in my house is breaking, so... It's just a wear and yeah, tear, I guess. Just burn it down. Yep. <laughs> when in doubt, burn it down. Um, speaking of burning, but not really because it was a terrible <laughs> segue, but Brody, how about we to get things started by you reviewed a few games in the in the last week. You had some fun. Um, yeah. Do you want to give us a bit of a spiel about what those were and what you thought? Yeah, I decided to have a bit of a, uh, a fisticuffs kind of week and I reviewed a couple of fighting games. I uh, reviewed first the semi-realistic uh, UFC 3, which um, was a bit of fun. I did enjoy it a bit. Um, it certainly worked, like, on, it works online a little bit better for me than Dragon Ball does, like the, uh, which was the other game, obviously. I haven't explained that very well. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I've had no luck with those servers. But, um, uh, yeah, like, UFC is a lot of fun. I like what they've done with the career mode, uh, how they've... Uh, sort of made it sort of like the greatest of all time mode essentially they call it the goat mode where you gotta like mm-hmm. break all like the franchise records and stuff to become the best and nice yeah and I like that sort of thing it adds a bit of longevity but uh, of course that comes with them uh, as they do with all sports games now trying to shoehorn in like social media aspects where yeah, you've right. gotta like manage your own twitter account or some stupid thing and Jeez. and like you gotta deal with people's criticisms and of course you take it to heart and you you get a bit mopey about it, but you know, <laughs> I can't help it. I get attached. I get attached. I want my that's fair. I man. want my peeps that's to like fair. me. Yeah, exactly right. But um, yeah. So that that was a bit of fun. But then uh, I think I had a lot more fun probably playing uh, Dragon Ball Fighters, um, mm-hmm. as we were talking a little bit before we started about how um, James is not having quite as much fun as me. But I'm attributing that probably to having grown up with Dragon Ball. So um. There's that, but obviously at the moment the servers are junk. But um, like the game itself is like super accessible, uh, and they're like very versatile at the same time. And I haven't really played many um team fighters before. Like I, I never played Tekken Tag. I never played. I've never never even played like Marvel vs. Capcom. So mm-hmm. um, this is sort of like my first uh tag sort of fighting game, and just being able to sort of you know like roll in with like one character start off a combo tag in finish it off and then even tag in the third to like land a big super or something like that it's like it's a lot of fun like for me at least being a a filthy casual to the fighting games (laughs) so then james because you've played a little bit of dragon ball like what i guess being someone that maybe didn't grow up too much with dragon ball what what was it that it didn't appeal too much for you. I, th- for I you. think... Like, as a, just a standard fighting game. I think, game. like, it's a good... It's not... I don't think it's a bad fighting game. I should probably, like, clarify that. I think it's a It's a pretty cool, mm-hmm. good fighting game. It's very, very accessible. Um, I can... I, I just feel like the... When you're playing, like, moment-to-moment 
I feel like it's very easy to kind of enter the same loops, if that makes sense. Like, do this kind of yeah. move, do this kind of technique, follow up with this. Um, and that, to me, just isn't as enjoyable as, say, something that's a little bit more technical, like, say, Street Fighter or something like that. Um, but that being said, like, I think with Dragon Ball, like Brody was saying, finding, like, that synergy between your three characters to kind of tag them in and out and, like, effectively, you know, chain your moves together, I think Dragon Ball makes that way more easier than other games like, say, Marvel vs. Capcom do. And that's the thing. I think it's, like, it's trying to balance between being accessible and, you know, like, people who... Because this is... I think Bandai Namco said this was going to be their biggest game. Um, this generation so far, and obviously it has been, um, and that's they need to appeal to a wider audience. So obviously they need to make it a bit more accessible. And to me, it's good. But like I did find myself bored by the end of the weekend that I was playing it for, because um, I played it pretty heavily for the first three days. Okay. Did you play much of the story? No, I did not get a chance to. Um, yeah, I was going to say, because that would explain why you were bored. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, yeah, yeah, like, did, but, yeah. Uh, like, I'm just saying, like, from a mechanics and a systems perspective, I just put, didn't particularly grab yeah, me as much enough. as I had hoped it would. Um, but I still, I see why people like it, and I can't, I get it. I just also thought, and this is a this is a Dragon Ball thing, I feel like a lot of the characters are quite similar, um, especially, like, all of the Saiyans and stuff. Obviously, yeah, they, they have different, there's, like, little different bits and pieces to how they work, but... I just feel like there's not enough variety in the roster, but once again, that's more serving the Dragon Ball side of things than, you know, the game side of things. So, yeah. And the story mode, I've heard, is pretty good, but it, once again, it's not particularly for me, so. So then, Brody, what did you give it in terms of score? Uh, I think I gave it a 9. What would you give it, James? <laughs> um, well... <laughs> no, put you on the spot. Nah, six. <laughs> no, 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 not that low. Like I, as I said, I can still see that it's a good game. It's just not for me. I think at the moment it's probably hovering on a seven. Um, if they fixed the server issues, probably an eight. Um, I just I hate the menu system. I don't know if you guys have played it or feel this. Oh, well, I know Brody has or Jake, but nah, the menu yet. system is just uh, so unnecessary. And um, you know, it's very hard to just get into a match with a friend and the ring mat like we were creating rings all weekend and then we'd get the no rooms found error which was so confusing and so frustrating like it took so long to get into a match um they made a statement this morning that said they'll fix it but yeah i'd say a seven if they fix all the online so definitely a solid eight okay so not not too too much of a difference well no. yeah like i said i didn't hate it i just it's not for yeah. me if that makes sense <clears throat> no 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 i think it's good like because like obviously brody you grew up on the franchise yeah, so got I, that nostalgia I think, I, added and yeah, then James like I think, I think it's a good it's not like you need that nostalgia and you know yeah. give and, it a four and one thing it, I so. mentioned in the review also was that uh, the game does play on fan service quite a bit like there's mm. these things called like dramatic finishes that you can do in matches where uh, if you have like the match set up with the right circumstances like you can like pull off like an ending to a match that's like the same from the TV show so like say if you beat Cell at the world tournament stage or whatever it is with oh sorry the cell game stage with gohan mm. like he does like the father son kamehameha with goku and all that sort of stuff it's it's pretty cool mm. yeah that is cool mm. that would be a good nostalgia fact well uh let's let's move into our our first topic speaking of uh i guess games that we've played these are games that we thought we might be playing but unfortunately we not 
Uh, we're not going to be because uh, the leaked February PlayStation Plus lineup was actually fake. So if you did see, I guess, that imagery that came up uh, for February's PlayStation Plus lineup, uh, it came up on Reddit and everything like that. Um, the lineup did appear to be things like Dark Souls 2, Far Cry 4, That's You. I think there's some kind of Kung, Kung Fu Panda or something in there as well. Um, but everyone was getting quite excited. Great lineup of games. However, it is fake it was actually done by uh, reddit u- user phoenix gaming in uh, photoshop so very realistic but unfortunately we won't be getting uh being able to play those games this month guys uh a little bit sad were you guys keen a little bit of dark souls a little bit of far cry 4 not personally I, no. I because i play a lot of stuff that comes out straight away a lot of playstation mm. plus announcements never like, I get so surprised there's so much buzz around PlayStation Plus and games with gold announcements, but... So, for me, mm-hmm. personally, I was like, eh. <laughs> but, um... Yeah. yeah, like, I don't know. It's just... I don't really know why people bother to make fakes of stuff like this, you know? Yeah, that was going to be my it's, point. I was like, who does get, this? To get internet famous. Guys, we also... To get oh, karma. Have, like, faked many things for our April Fool's jokes and things Yeah, but that's like April that Fool's, and that's, like, big, that's April big, joke. cool it's things. Not April. It could be. But, it could be if we all just believe. Yeah, right. Well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who knows? Everyone wants fame these days, and it's easy to do stuff on the internet, you know? I guess. But, like, I'll close this tab, and I'll already forget the dude's name, so, like, who cares? <laughs> so, good on you, yeah, Phoenix. True. Yeah, like, is anybody going to be like, oh, that Phoenix, he thought he made us think we're going to get Far Cry 4, or 3, or 4, but we didn't, and then, like, that's it, you know? I don't know. Like you, if any like of you Pokemon, think that hit Pokemon Snap that was huge because like who doesn't want a new Pokemon right. Snap? You know, that's true. That's true. We all do. But um, speaking of which, do you guys like? Is there a particular game that you would love to see come out on like Xbox Gold or you know PlayStation Plus lineup or anything like that? Hmm. Oh, I haven't. I haven't really yet. missed anything that I can think yeah, of that I'm I'm sort of the same that I'm dying to play oh, sorry um, look at you luxurious luxurious gamers just playing yeah. everything that comes <laughs> out not missing anything like a, a, a week ago I might have said I'd like to have like Nier Automata or something on P- uh, mm-hmm. like Playstation but I just bought that anyway so <laughs> like. it's just yeah it's 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 like the best PlayStation Plus games for me are what the ones that I forgot came out and that I'd like to play, so I can't really think of them right now. Mm. But if they were to come up, if they'd mm. like to put up, if they'd like to put up like the Jack and Daxter collection, which I understand came out again on PlayStation recently, I'll good. play that. So it would it would be a good call to like bring out, I guess, like older games, but not not essentially remastered for PS4 or anything, but at least playable. That would be a good good move i, I feel. mean shadow of the colossus they could put that up <laughs> february and i'd be pretty happy <laughs> with that yeah fair enough fair enough um and uh, an exciting thing i guess um when the other camp which is xbox um was the news of their uh, xbox game pass and the fact that it will include all first party games on release going forward before we get into it brody do you have an xbox i do and James, do you have an Xbox? Of course I do. <laughs> I don't. Oh, Once again, luxurious we're, we're like, gamers. We're, God, we're, like, guys. we're like the press start Xbox. That's what we do. Uh, 
Right, 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 right. I like it. Anyway, if you guys haven't heard about this, uh, Xbox has uh, announced that Xbox Game Pass, which is kind of like a Netflix subscription-like service, will include all first-party games going forward. This means that you'll be able to play all kinds of games like Sea of Thieves, State of Decay 2, Crackdown 3 as soon as they are released. Um, Xbox also confirmed that this would roll forward for all major franchises, including, but not limited to, Gears of War, Halo, and Forza. Um, It's a massive game-changer. especially for Xbox, something that I think they definitely needed. Um, and instead of dropping eight, uh, $80 to 100 per new release, you can drop $12 per month and have access to a wide variety of games. Uh, James, does this get you excited? Yes, it does, I think. <laughs> Are you sure? Well, <laughs> well uh, I don't know. The only... So, it's, it's kind of... I think it's a cool, really cool idea, and like you said, it, it does mm-hmm. change everything. Um... I just, it's hard to be excited when the only games they've kind of got to talk about with this is Sea of Thieves, Crackdown 3, and State of Decay 2. Um, Mm. I'm not particularly interested in any of them except for Sea of Thieves, and even then that's a very big maybe. Um, But it's pretty, I think it's pretty fantastic. I I wonder how this is profitable for them at all. Um, Oh, absolutely. Yeah, like, I I wonder if maybe there's something with these games and all their games going forward that are going to be more about, you know, maybe microtransactions to recoup those losses or or something. Um, It just seems too good to be true, do you know what I mean? Like, and what's to stop you from... Yeah, yeah, I feel, yeah. ...buying a month and then playing Crackdown for a month and then cancelling? Like, what's the... But then I guess, what's to stop you from buying Netflix for a month and watching a few movies and then cancelling? But... I don't know. Yeah. I just feel like it's we uh, I don't I just feel like it's weird and not it doesn't make sense to me. But I'm happy to take it. <laughs> you need you need the rundown. They need to give you the facts. They need to give you like the specifics on how it works and then you'll be like, "Okay, this is fine. This is fine." I think Game Pass is great um, like as a ho- as a concept. Yeah. Like I got to I've been using it for about a year. Um most of the games I've already played once more, <laughs> but um a lot of them like I'd go to buy them on, on sale or something you know, towards the end of last year, and it'd be like, oh, no, you've already got this, you have Game Pass. And I was like, oh, well, that's nice. Um, yeah, like, I think it's a great idea. I think this is even a better idea, but obviously there's an element of that kind of... It cuts out retailers almost completely, um, hmm. which I find more interesting hmm. than anything. Yeah. And I mean, like, this, like most things are going this way, right? Those subscription services, like we are saying before, Netflix, you got Stan, and all kinds of things these days. You know, do you think, Brody, that this is probably like the next step that we might see a lot of the the big companies jump on? I guess this is the uh, this is the test of it, isn't it? Like, um, if this takes off and does well, then you could probably see. Other, well, Nintendo will still be like six years behind, so they probably won't do it until <laughs> twenty twenty five or something. But they don't need like, to. Just saying. <laughs> like, no. Have you seen no, it? Much? I don't think Mario sold I like. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I did. Um, but t- to be fair, Sony and Nintendo don't have to do anything. This is all on Microsoft trying to yeah, just well, like yeah. get their nose back in the door, really, because they're that mm. that far behind at this point. It's it's silly. But I I've been a fan of the Game Pass concept for a while. I've been meaning to get it, but I don't have it yet. But this is actually going to push me over the edge to get it. I think because I do want to play Sea of Thieves, but I don't particularly want to pay a hundred dollars for it. And then, no. and then just the added. So, so what does it say for a year? Is there a yearly price for Game Pass? Um, I'm not too sure. I can bring up the announcement. It is about twelve dollars a month yeah. that we have in our. So, say, say even if it, for a year it's like 120, 130 bucks or something like that, they discount it that much or something. 
for a year. Yeah. Like, then you're essentially still paying for one game and then getting a full catalogue, essentially. Well, Obviously, you'll get Crackdown problem. State of Decay as well for that price. Yeah, this you know? year, exactly. So you, you, you'll have those three games at least, $300 worth of games for whatever their yearly subscription is. So you're already, like, winning. Mm. James is right. I don't see how they're actually doing this. But um, having, gotta- having only those three, though, is the concern. Like, because you do wonder what they have coming out. Obviously, you'll have, like... Is uh, uh, the Ori sequel, is that a first party? Yeah. It's not first party. So it, it is. is well, well, it's published primarily. It's going to be PC and Microsoft, um, Xbox only, so I don't see why not. And then obviously... Yeah, so, so, so that'll be on there, and then... The rumoured Fable game, like, if that is happening, and then... Yeah. <laughs> like... Like, there's so much value in this alone. If, like, even if it's just, like, their first party games coming out this year that we know about, it's good value. So if they've mm. got things in the pipeline then it's going to be very good value. But, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this pans out because, as I agree with James in, 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 in the sense that it's more interesting from a, a retail perspective. And that's... It's, I wonder how people... Obviously, there probably still will be retail copies of games, but, like, why would you stock them when people probably aren't going to buy them and they're going to opt for this? So, like, will retailers still stock Xbox games? That's, that's the more interesting uh, takeaway from this, I think. Mm. It will be. It definitely will be interesting to see how it works. I mean, with all subscription-based services, you know, they kind of, um, you know, go through their library and take out things and add new things. So, it, especially with a, a game, I guess, like the the concept of whether like will it be a a rolling library that changes every month? So. Yeah. I was see I, when I first read this, I thought it was going to be more like EA Access, how they give you mm. like ten hours access to the game or something like that, but. Hmm. From what I can tell, it's just full, full yeah. use. I think like, um, take it and go. Like having had it for a year, I do get messages every now and then. It says just letting you know, like Metal Gear Solid Five is leaving Game Pass the end of this month. Um, so there is stuff that does leave. So it does roll. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and it's nice that they let you know, I guess. But then I guess if something has left yeah. and I don't know about it, they haven't told me. You know, I don't really know if that's happened or not. But um, mm. I d- yeah. Do you have any? It's bizarre. Sorry, do you have do you have any like insight in terms of like how long like that game has been on there or anything or like um Metal Gear Solid Five? I feel like Metal Gear Solid Five was it was it was added and then pulled pretty quickly. Um, that was I think that's the game that I got a message about. I just don't remember when. Yeah, I mean I could look. Wasn't, Mi- I could wasn't Metal Gear Solid Five one of the games with gold recently? Anyway, was it? I think it might have. Uh, been. I think it popped up somewhere. Was it gold or was it like a PlayStation Plus thing? It was on one of them. I'm pretty sure it might have been PlayStation. Yeah, Plus. I can probably pull it up. Let me two yeah. seconds. Oh, that's okay. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, like we were, were mentioned previously, um, before we hit the record on the cast, like Brody, you were saying, like in terms of the retail impact, um, that mm. there had been a little bit of uproar. Had there been by? Yeah, I, I haven't actually verified it, and I don't know if it is 100% true, but I did hear of a Austrian retailer that's already mm. decided to pull Xbox from the shelves and not stock them anymore, so I probably should have verified that, but let's take it as news for now. If not, mate, Austria's coming You could have just said right European. <laughs> I'm, sure Austrians <laughs> listen. I'm, sure, I'm sure Austria's listening. Um, just to quickly go back, um, so uh, yeah. Metal Gear Solid Five was added to the Game Pass October 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a message mm-hmm. on the 18th of January to say it's exiting on the 31st of January. Okay. So, so there's a few months. Yeah. 
Yeah, not too bad. So like, I mean, twelve dollars a month, you got time. So does that mean, because uh, you obviously would have already downloaded it through the Game Pass, you lose access to that now? That's correct. Um, but Game yeah, Pass, right. from what I understand, because I already had Metal Gear Solid Five anyway, um, but. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From what I understand, Game Pass, you get, I think if you choose to purchase the item and own it forever, you get 10% off or something. So you get a discount oh, yeah. if you choose to purchase it and keep it. Um, yeah, right. But a lot of games, I feel like, will be there forever. Like Recall, I don't really see them make taking that away, mm. you know. Um, all, well, yeah, all their first party ones will be up there for good. And like WWE 2K16 was leaving at the same time as Metal Gear Solid, but then in the same message, they tell us that I'll be getting WWE 2K17 on February 1st so obviously yearly nah, games they'll right. just roll with that to give you the year behind all mm. the time or something yeah interesting yeah I feel like they'd have to have like a, a fairly quick turnaround for it to make sense and yeah if they're offering that whole like you know 10% buy it now you get it for life then um yeah it's smart definitely smart move we'll see how it goes I guess Bo. Sure. Anyway, let's t- keep talking about games that are <laughs> coming out. I'm like, segue? What is the good segue? Um, a new Battlefield game is coming in October. Surprise, surprise. Like, you know, we always see a new Battlefield game coming out at some point in time. Uh, there had been, obviously, minor leaks last year that suggested that the game could be a Battlefield Bad Company 3. Um, however, with this announcement, EA has also reported that Anthem was delayed until... Uh, 2019 to let the next Battlefield game have its moment in spotlight um, which is quite interesting to see I think two points with this right uh, Brody or James are we Battlefield fans um no I don't no. I'm, I'm just I'm just on the fence like I don't hate it I don't love it yeah I'll play it but I yeah I, I, I'm not passionate for it yeah I think I played one bad company and i did like the the pace of it compared to the others but um i agree with that yeah yeah the bad companies are fun yeah i'm kind of the same like you know i I tend to grab a battlefield game i tend to grab a cod game for that kind of shooter multiplayer you know whatever i'm kind of feeling in terms of what i want it to be my main game for the year but like um i think it's also interesting with this the fact that anthem was delayed due to it like obviously battlefield massive franchise and everything like that but anthem is something that you know was showcased fairly not fairly early but in terms of now it being delayed till 2019 um you know we've seen it people got hyped about it you know do you guys feel that potentially with anthem that it's going to be one of those things like oh hype 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 oh then we don't see it for a while and then like oh yeah that game happened i think this is smart of EA to do, though, because, like, mm-hmm. I think of... So, I think of the year... There was a year, I think, Battlefield 1 and Titanfall came out within... In the same month, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And that was pretty... That was pretty all over... The, that was terrible, like, because... I mean, yeah. Titanfall was a sequel. Um, it didn't really perform as well as it should have because it was quite a good game, but obviously it just got f- swept under the rug in the busy quarter four period. Um yeah, and with Anthem, like, obviously it's a game everybody... I've There's a lot of buzz around it already. Like, I see so many of those awful lad Bible videos about it every on Facebook that my, you know, non-core gamer friends tag their friends in. Um, like, there's a lot of buzz. But I just think mm. about, like, you know, quarter four, like, it's better to give that slot to a franchise that everybody's going to buy, like Battlefield. Like, that's more of a safe bet. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. Whereas... 
you'll find, like, for example, with Ubisoft in March, like, they always have had great success with The Division and then Ghost Recon, even though those games might not be amazing, just because there's nothing out in those periods, people will buy it, regardless, yeah. just to try something. I think we're even finding mm-hmm. that with Monster Hunter in January, because there was just a gap of releases. So, I think it's smart. Like, I think Anthem will sell more now, because it's coming out a little bit later and in a less crowded, mm-hmm. competitive space. And it's it's yeah. it's not a tried-and-true... IP for EA either, so yeah, absolutely. And plus, there was already. Plus, there was all. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, what were you gonna say? No, no, I'm just. I'm gonna let you speak. You go. No, no. I was just gonna say. Uh, obviously, uh, it, it might not necessarily be due to Battlefield uh, coming out either, because obviously there's been rumors like from that Kotaku article that it might be having like slight development issues. Like not 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 mm-hmm. development issues. Like there's just apparently there's a bit of anxiety about EA at the moment, and like sort of their processes so it might be more the fact that it won't be ready like it, it just won't be ready yeah rather than it being pushed for battlefield yeah interesting interesting good to hear good to hear i'll link this right so that whole like i said before the whole announcement of uh, games early and whatnot because respawn star wars game will launch before march 2020 now 2020 this is obviously about two years away Right, so in the announcement, EA has announced that the next Star Wars game will most likely be Respawn's title that uh, will come out before, obviously, 2020. This means that we should be able to see it in March. This probably means that we won't be seeing another Battlefront game in this time span um, and that this will be the next major Star Wars game that uh, EA has uh, will release. Um, so to jog your memories, Respawn is the developer behind the Titanfall series. Um, and whilst we don't know exactly what the game is all going to be about, Respawn is collaborating with Lucas Films and EAA to develop a brand new action-adventure game set in the Star Wars universe. So obviously much hype around this one. Um, a lot of Star Wars fans, including myself, Ewan, you know, everyone that kind of loves that franchise has been keen to see this kind of game kind of release and whatnot. And, and now getting maybe an inkling that we will see it maybe March 2020. Once again, are we just seeing, are we seeing ideas for games being announced just a little bit too soon? Or, you know, do you think that it's it's okay that we get the taste, that we have something to look forward to and, and uh, you know, it's just the the age of the industry at the moment with just you know here's a great idea but you're gonna have to wait for it what do you think brody yeah it's sort of become like the the marvel cinematic universe roadmap where they just give us <laughs> like their projects for the next decade um i mean we it, it's it's not necessarily that it's been announced we've known it's been coming obviously for a while yeah. it's just more a matter of i guess they're just trying to give us a window of when it's going to come just probably to keep the public off their back just like you know, so now we know. Don't ask about it. I'm more curious as to what's going on with the uh, with the other one. I can't remember who's developing it. The one that pretty much got yeah, scrapped right. and re re. Uh, didn't really redone. have it. I don't think it had a name. But the one that Amy Hennig was working on that was going to be yeah. like Star Wars Uncharted or something. <clears throat> who was who was that? That was the visceral. Was it one, Amy Hennig? It? Yeah. 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 Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, where am I going with this? What do you think, um, James? Like, do you think that, like, games are getting maybe re- announced a little bit too soon? Or do you like seeing, like, what's coming, you know? Do you like that teaser of a movie and then, you know, it's not going to come for another year and a half? No, nah, I hate it. I really hate it. <laughs> um, 
I liked <laughs> Resident Evil 7 because they announced it in June, released it in January. Um, you know, Fallout 4, they mm-hmm. announced it pretty early in... I'm oh, sorry, pretty late, and then released it, you know, that year. Um, I think that's a way cooler way to market stuff. Obviously, it's probably hard. Um, you've probably got stock... Like, publishers probably have stockholders to appease and stuff that they've got to put this stuff out to kind of show there's interest for to investors. But I don't know. Mm. I think, you know, EA got the Star Wars license in 2013 exclusively, I'm pretty sure. Um, since then, they've put out two games, like... Yeah. I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm probably I'm forgetting about Old Republic, but just in, te- in general, like I don't know. It feels like they've kind of. I just feel like they're. I think their projects are like further behind than what they wanted them to be. Mm. Um. And obviously, the shake-up with the visceral game definitely has contributed to that. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. I don't know. It's just it's bizarre. Like I just don't. It's just so far away. Like why even talk about it? It just like yeah. I think about EA as a company now and I'm like well what do they have next this year coming and I just think of Battlefield FIFA NHL and you know all the sports games and that's it like I just don't know where they're getting the money from <laughs> to, to spend so long on these games um yeah ultimate team in FIFA pretty much I yeah think. actually yeah that's a good point <laughs> ultimate team and then that, that's like you know spreading like a cancer through all the sports games now so mm. yeah I don't know. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, definitely an interesting topic. I know every time it kind of comes up, especially I can't remember if it was last E three or the one before, where basically like PlayStation's conference was just here's a buttload of games, but we don't have any any dates for them at whatsoever. So, I mean, I know a lot of you guys listening, bit of an uproar with that, being like, that's great, but when are we going to see these games? So let us know what you guys think. You can hit us up on our social media at Press Start AU, and uh, obviously join us in this conversation of whether or not games are being announced way too early. Um, moving into the last few topics, a game that probably shouldn't have been even released was uh, the one that not specifically linked to Logan Paul, but there has been a uh, Xbox game turn up on the Xbox marketplace called Suicide uh, Forest. So uh, our article, you can go read it on pressstart.com.au. You can see the tweets and everything that can have come in about it, but essentially... Um, Microsoft has allowed a game called The Suicide Forest onto the Xbox Marketplace. It is available for free and even oddly has a PEGI rated uh, rating on there. On rated rating. Yeah, good one, Jake. Anyway, whilst the game doesn't mention Logan Paul, it does mention the Japanese forest and the description specifies finding bodies to get millions of views for your channel. So this is obviously not the first time that we've seen bizarre apps or games pop up on the marketplace. Um, but I don't know, guys. Like This is probably one... You know, there was obviously a, a lot of uproar about the whole Logan Paul situation. Probably one that Xbox you know, shouldn't have put up there. But once again, it kind of begs the question of like, what is this screening process that is going on? Um, you know, YouTube had that problem with them. Does Xbox, you know, is it an algorithm? Is it a machine? Is it a software that's kind of, you know, filtering these through and, and putting them up? Like, James, do you do you have an idea of, of maybe how things get up on the marketplace or, you know, even this game in particular, any opinions on, on the owl situation? I don't really have... Yeah, I don't have anything to... I don't know anything about how this works. I don't even know what the... 
like I think it was under the Creators Club. Like I don't really know if we have that in in Australia. Like I don't mm-hmm. really see it on the store ever. Um, so yeah, I'm not sure, but I think obviously there should be a team of like I don't know three people who if something gets flagged like get rid of it you know like it took a this is, I think it's still up at the time of recording this, the game okay. um, but I know yeah, that Major Nelson has there. said they're looking into it but like I feel like what's there to look into just take it offline and yeah. leave it at that like <laughs> yeah it's not too much to look into guys yeah. like come on pick up your game what about um you Brody did you follow the whole Logan Paul situation uh, like it's just it's just gross. I think the sooner we just move past it, the 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 better. <laughs> Get the game down. Yeah, I think by the, the I do think by the time this episode goes up, it probably will, nothing will be of it. You know. Yeah. This will be moot. Hmm. Absolutely. I think I think it does beg the question though of like you know obviously big big libraries and and big systems like this need to probably have a look into. You know how exactly things are filtered and how things are screened. Like, uh, you know, I get the pers- the I guess the whole mindset of, you know, like, hey, we have a lot of stuff coming through. We have a lot of things that need to be filtered. This is going to be way easier to get some kind of like software or coding system that kind of filters it for us. But you know, we see these kind of things happen and and things that shouldn't slip through the cracks slip through the cracks. So, like you're saying before, James, like. It be it would be good if there was like a human kind of touch to it, where you know it's a, maybe a small team, but you know majority rules. If a couple flag it and it's two out of three, then it just doesn't make it to the system. Um, which hopefully we'll all learn by this. But yeah. Anyway, moving on to the last topic. So something to end on, which is fantastic. The Australian government is finally supporting local devs, but. There's still a little bit of a way to go. So if you haven't heard the news, the Turnbull government has today announced that it will be funding the Game Developers Association of Australia with uh, $17,000. That is correct. My brain's not working now. To present an Australian game showcase at the Games Developers Conference in San Francisco later this year. This showcase gives local games exposure to a wider audience, including reps from Google, Xbox, PlayStation, and Sony. Whilst this is a great start, there is still no response to the Senate uh, inquiry about funding for the local games industry, which is getting more shocking as each day goes. Uh, The Australian games development industry generates almost $120 million in revenue or it did in uh, 2016 to 2017 financial year Um, but this is a I guess a good step in the right direction Um, Brody do you think this is this is good that you know we are putting kind of that money towards getting Australian games in the in the biggest showcases around the world yeah I mean it's I I think it's probably I think it's the absolute least the government could have done, and it's that, yeah. and that's all they've done. Like they said, what can we do to get these guys off our back for a little bit? We'll ignore the rest of their requests, the rest of their you know the things that they're asking for, and we'll just mm. shovel the pocket change that Turnbull's got in his pocket to, to to get him off to San Francisco. So yeah, I mean it's a good thing. I'm I'm, I'm glad that they're going to get to go over there and showcase their their work, and hopefully it does uh, reach a wider audience. But um. At the same time, they're just sort of still not taking it seriously. 
like despite mm. it being a, a big industry in this country now like do, doesn't it generate almost more than film or something like that yeah yeah, yeah so, so I, I think in australia too yeah yeah so like when are they actually going to take it seriously like that's that's what i want to know like uh, like i'm surprised this article's got such a positive spin on it really because i think it's 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 not that good a news i think like like shannon what are you doing like, mate you've yeah. heard it from brody first like developers are gutted like it's it's i don't think it's a good thing do you think though like like james do you think that australian australia has quality things to offer like i know we've seen some good de- uh, devs in terms of like some you know, solid um like mobile games like obviously you've uh what is it like half brick and um hipster whale and things like that with their big successes with mobile games do you think that australian like local devs and australian games you know have something to offer in in terms of the going up you know at a conference in san francisco amongst other big things um i'm a little bit out of my depth here but i do think that you know, any creative has something to offer, you know, like, it's, I don't really think we should be like, Australia has nothing, like, I'm sure there are, I know, I know personally of people who wanted to go into games development, and these people are super creative people, and I think they could create Mm. something really special, but, you know, they're like, there's no money in it, and so they've Mm. gone in and done something else, and I think that is kind of indicative of where we're at now, um, yeah. There's no real incentive to do this kind of thing, especially in Australia. Um, I mean, I saw a tweet recently where it's they said the government's not really properly funding hospitals in the MBN. So, like, you know, what's the odds of them handing out money to video games? Um, like, it's just... Yeah, I, it's, a, it's a very new topic that I haven't really caught up on until literally now. But I, I think there definitely is still warm work to be done, for sure. Yeah, what, what, are you guys, what would you guys like... To see from the government like you know no strings attacked no limitations what would be a move that they could do that would actually be like you know what good on you good on you put Aussie money into anything that's not the arms race <laughs> like i mean like game specific man i don't mean like you know how can we just make the government a billion times better no i stand by it put money into <laughs> literally anything else um I don't, I, I, I don't know, like, I've, like I said, I haven't really thought about it, but, you know, what if they paid for your dev kit, your first dev kit or something, and then, you know, that lets you kind of you progress further in? Or what if Nintendo Australia were to help you get your game on the eShop? Like, I don't feel like there probably is a lot of support on that front, but I could be wrong. Like, I'm mm-hmm. not, as I said, this isn't really my side of the industry. Um, just like that kind of, I think money is definitely a big part of it so you know just kind of like relieving that financial burden of wanting to make a game like wanting to create yeah i think if if they can definitely take the industry a little bit more seriously then you know who knows what kind of doors could open and and what kind of initiatives could be created um and like it's just yeah it is an interesting thing like you said brody that like they just you know it's this huge industry that makes millions of dollars like top tier in terms of the in terms of all media industries yeah. but yet like they're still like yeah we'll give you seventeen thousand. like uh yeah games yeah video games good one nerds yeah. um yeah i don't know so yeah, yeah. like imagine being a developer in this country and like having to just like develop your game on the side 
like as if you were like you know like if you were writing a book or something like that you just do it mm. in your spare time like while mm. working a 40 hour job like mm. creative people should you know if, if they're gifted and create something special like that they should you know get the time they need and the, the proper funding and support but that's just a theory yeah well who knows and hopefully in the future we will see it get a a little bit better hopefully like shannon has twisted it you know that this is positive and that uh, <laughs> yeah, well, you know, this is a foot foot I, in the door I, I guess i'm a glass um, half empty empty kind of guy yeah he's gonna come at you man i hope he, he does texts and be like what are you talking about i hope he does yeah well you guys have fun with that conversation that wraps up this podcast guys anything that we've spoken about on today's show you can obviously look up on our website press dot uh, pressstart.com.au and like mentioned before please let us know your thoughts on any of the topics by hitting us up on our social media at pressstartau obviously we are on all the things the facebooks the twitters the instagrams and whatnot obviously if uh, you haven't done already please subscribe as well you can do so on itunes or on podcast one or just any other podcast service on your choice that you can find us on you can just easily search the Startcast, and we will appear uh uh, you can follow myself on my own social media at underscore Jake Barros. And uh, joining us today was once again Brody. Thank you. Uh, you can find me on most socials at Brody underscore DG. Wonderful. And obviously Brody's reviews are up online as well that you can read. And uh, we've also been joined by James. Uh, yeah. So I'm only on Twitter, but it's um, at Jams. Cool. So A-T-J-A-M-Z. Nice. Well, guys, uh, thanks for joining me. It's been good chats all around. And uh, look forward to the next time we get to talk all together once again. Sure. Yeah? Yes. Sounds oh, great. Thanks. We'll be awesome. awesome. Thanks, guys. I'm going to blame yeah. the connection. I'm blaming the connection. Yeah, you, whatever. I know just you're sitting there being <laughs> like, I don't want to talk to this guy anymore. Edit me being super enthusiastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll just be like, oh, I'm Brody. Yeah, that's sweet. Good one. Uh, anyway, thanks for listening, guys. We'll uh, see you next week. <laughs> Happy gaming. Bye. Thank you.